Hello everyone. Hope we are fine. How are we? Hope we are doing great. Thank you again for joining us today on and for just stopping by to listen to our podcast. So today I'm just going to continue um what we already started based on the program that we are holding that is living intentionally the program we're holding is called jtsa journey to spiritual awakening the fourth we're holding currently holding the fourth season and uh, we've been discussing about prayers and we it's we've done this is the first week basically and it's going to run all through june and god has really been opening our eyes to many things and basically as we said earlier this podcast are just um for people that are not on the group chat to also benefit and um, for people that are not able to um what's it called to read through the message on the group chat so also just get to listen to the audio of it so today i'm just going to be talking about what we discussed on the group chat in day four in day four we discussed um we watched the sermon then discussed about it we discussed um we discussed the lessons it was a question and answer session and people got to reply and all of that so people got to reply questions based on the understanding they got of it in the sermon and the understanding the holy spirit gave them and it was a very nice session my name is motsunrayo and the set the sermon we watched was make me bold the dangerous prayer series by pastor craig um which the pastor of life church and it was a really nice sermon so before we continue let's just pray father we thank you for the opportunity to share your word thank you for the opportunity to still fellowship you know thank you for helping us to learn together to draw strength from each other we love you father thank you for how far you've brought us we appreciate you daddy we love you help us love you more and help us to get insight on what you'll have us learn today we love you daddy for in jesus name we've prayed amen so basically the dangerous prayer series is um about like why jesus christ following jesus christ was never meant to be safe how some people you just think okay pray in jesus name father i thank you for today bless today and you just go like you just think following jesus is meant to keep you in your comfort zone but no it's meant to bring you out of your comfort zone because there's this this quote i want so but i can't really remember it but it's about how most people you get to see their real get to see their real potential when sorry get to their real potential when they are pressed when they are pressured when they come out of their comfort zone and basically just tells us how we need to start praying dangerous prayers if we really want to if we really want to be who christ will have us be if we really want to be like christ because dangerous prayers are like prayers that they cause danger to your flesh they kill your flesh they are harmful to your flesh which is meant is which is good because we're meant to always die we're meant to keep dying to flesh do we understand so dangerous prayers are prayers that kill our flesh and all of that so i'm just going to be asking i'm going to be saying the questions that i put and that were put and then give the answers like summary of the answers or yeah and i hope you understand so if you've not watched seven please go and watch the seven because that's the we are going to be watching like six parts of the i think it's in six it's in six parts i'm going to we're going to be watching it all through the journey at different periods of time and yeah we're going to be telling we're going to be discussing the lessons learned and all of that so the first thing that i, I asked was what are safe prayers and basically i already said that prayers are just keeping you in a comfort zone and like prayers are just make you remain in the path that you you want to be in not necessarily in the path that god will have you be in you know things are prayers that are safe 
that that just safe you know and anyways we'll get there don't run away yet we're not speaking against safe prayers just keep on listening so why are they called safe prayers basically i'm just repeating myself i've already said it before keep your comfort zone so example i already gave example at the beginning then is it bad to pray safe prayers no it's not bad but as you keep on growing in god as you keep on maturing you're meant to evolve you're meant to like your your capacity is meant to be beyond safe prayers and i meant to i cannot like if i'm if i truly want to be like christ if i truly want to be a disciple i have to start praying prayers that will indeed kill my flesh do we understand prayers that will indeed make me be like jesus christ do we understand so what are dangerous prayers okay i already said that is it okay to remain a christian that always um praise safe prayers it's not really it's not really advisable although there's now a twist to it because why as it as you as you develop as a christian your safe prayers can be dangerous prayers as in as you develop as a christian you start to pray dangerous prayers and that becomes your new safe you know one thing about safe prayers is that it depends on your heart because i can just say god let my day go well today and indeed in my heart i'm i'm saying that probably because if you no know, there are two ways to it either i said that because i'm actually i actually want it to go well today like i don't want any bad thing to happen i said it out of fear like i actually just want to be to, i don't want nothing to stress me i just want to be my comfort and eh? or i can say it out of even if something bad happens even if it's as far as it's god's will it will still be a good day so like it depends like i can say a safe prayer out i can say a prayer out of fear if i say it out of fear of me not you no know, no no form of discomfort no form of dying to flesh then it's a safe prayer but if i say it you no know, if i say it in a way that i'm i i don't have total control of whatever will happen as far as i've le- left it to god you know it would be a dangerous prayer because this time you don't you're not in control of it you don't i hope i'm communicating you're not in control of it you're just leaving it in the hands of god to to you're not telling god how you want it to be you just you're just trusting god for it and you know when you give a particular thing to somebody fully it's at like it's it's at your own disadvantage but when it is to god it is to your own advantage but before i, I don't want to talk too much or go ahead of myself my point is um dangerous prayers can be our new safe, safe prayers as we develop in god yes so um and basically the um dangerous prayers as in the sermon like today what the first part was make me bold and we're going we're going to still look at send me search my heart break me break my heart speak to me i'm going to be watching all this um um, sermons and by god's grace as we continue we'll still come and do the recording on how we discussed on group chat so make me bold that was the sermon of the first sermon that we watched what is boldness Boldness is basically like an ability to take risks. Like you're just bold. <laughs> I don't know how to put it. About bold. And can God make you bold? Yes, He can make you bold. Then is boldness a personality? You know, boldness is like a behavior. Personality characterizes of many things, and boldness is like an attribute. Like it's a behavior. And the Holy Spirit can make you bold because once we get, it's like once we come into Christ, we get a new personality, a personality that is, um, a personality that is led by God, basically. So let's say I'm an introvert, 
Yeah, I'm an introvert plus, once I come into Christ, I'm an introvert plus whatever God wants me to be at any point in my life. So sometimes God might want me to be bold. Sometimes God might want me to speak out. Sometimes God might, if I'm an extrovert, God might want me to keep quiet at some point. I know um, that, and that particular um, personality and whatever God will have me be. Do we understand? Because really, in Christ, when we come to Christ, like we're a new creature, basically, and it's just as led anything, any person that God will have me be, because everything that He will have us be is always for our own good and for for the greater good. Okay. Then, um, next question: Why are some Christians not bold about their faith? We've got we've got many responses about this, but basically, just to tune it down, probably they are, they've not totally surrendered to God. <laughs> Probably they've not totally surrendered to God or um, they care about what others think uh, or they really, they've not really gotten into that intimacy with God because basically if you taste and see, even once you taste that the Lord is good, there's no how you're not be bold about your faith and tasting, I mean, you're intimate with God, you know God, you've experienced God, you know, there's no how you don't want to share your faith, you will not really care about what others think. Probably at the beginning of your faith, you might care a little, but as you get more intimate with God, you see that it's all—it's only God that matters. And as like you, as you get deeper, you will know that me sharing my faith is for the good of others. So you don't really care because what they say will not will it will not like what they say compared to the life that you give them when you talk about your faith you can't weigh them they are obviously the life you they are speaking out the life the faith they are talking about is greater than whatever thing they would think so basically that probably those are the things or maybe some some christians not bored about their faith probably because of the um also like somebody put this maybe they were hurt by the church or or something a particular mindset they had about the church and you know all this still boils down to your intimacy with god the more you grow into him the more you are more bold. That's why it's so important to fellowship with God, spend time with Him, get to know Him. So you'll be bold about your faith. And when you're bold about your faith, you see that other people too benefit from it. So why is it not evident in some Christians that are... Why is it not evident that some Christians are Christians? Why don't they bear the fruit? Basically, probably they're not spending time with God. You know, for the fruit of the Spirit, you know, joy, love, self-control. This is a Pastor Craig. When he was talking, he was talking about like how maybe some people, they are four years, they've been they've been at a particular workplace and they've been partners with some people or they are workmates with some people for like four years and the, the person, let's say me, um, I'm working in a particular place and then I have this person that is my partner and for four years we've been working together and this person did not know that I was a Christian. Why? Why would that? Why would that be? Probably because I did not. Most probably, ninety percent. Probably because I did not bear any fruits. I did not. I did not show love in any way. My actions did not speak about God. You know, I was not intentional about some things. I had no self-control, no gentleness, no fruit whatsoever. And you know, that is wrong because we're meant to bear fruit. It's just like you come, you you plant a seed. Yeah, that seed is meant to like flourish and you know grow and all of that they are meant to know that indeed something new something something has happened to this person so as we as christians that is just a call for us to really think think about our lives that really am i bearing fruit evaluate yourself am i bearing fruit like is something actually changing if nothing is changing you have to go and sit back that okay what am i not doing right or although you're not meant to even depend on yourself at all but it could just be that 
you're not spending enough time with god you just see god as as a giver as okay god give me this give me that and you're not actually letting yourself be changed in the place of prayer you're not reading the word you know things like that <clears throat> sorry so we're meant to bear fruit as christians so that's one thing then i um and like a question that was asked is if you truly love someone will you be scared to tell people about the person or talk about the person i doubt because when you truly love somebody like your mouth to be like, hey ah like you 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 want to talk about the person to people especially people that you love not like you not like i'll go to someone i don't love and or i don't know and i just start speaking about person but just the just to create a scenario for us that if you truly love somebody you talk about the person it's just natural you know how many people some people are in relationships and in in a day they've considered the person that they are in a relationship with 50 times or five times you know that just shows you know the more you know how sometimes maybe i'm 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 if i'm friends with somebody right now and probably i've spent i've maybe i spent a whole week with the person we enjoyed ourselves and everything and i go to a particular place the next the next week there's like a 50 percent chance that wherever i see at a point i will call the person's name i spent one week i'll i'll, I'll mistakenly call that other person the person's name i spent one week with i hope you understand just like the more you spend time with somebody the more you just want to talk about them or it just flows like you know how some people some christians that they're just you know how maybe they are doing a presentation in school at workplace or they are just doing something there's no how like and you just see in in the middle of your presentation you just say something about by god's grace or they go to the market and they just say god bless you like it just shows although some people they just say it like head knowledge not actually from their heart but like when you spend time with somebody there's no how it should just come out of your mouth like that yes you've been spending time with the person and you just want to talk about the person especially when it's god because god is life god is everything that will ever need everything that will ever yeah so basically you want to talk about him so there's no how you will not yeah except and we put that why won't you want to do if you really love somebody why won't you want to talk about the person probably fear maybe the person has been hurting you 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 perceive the person in a particular way you don't maybe because probably, like it's not true that is not true love if you don't talk about the person or if the person's name doesn't just fall out of your mouth you know or something like oh maybe i'm getting this wrong but basically that's it it could be because of fear it could be because um let me see what somebody wrote here okay it's good because you yeah, are concerned about all the last thing maybe they'll be looking at you in a certain way and all of that but you know when it comes to god like i said it's it is it's going to be for that person's good you know it's going to be for their good and when you talk about god it actually it ministers to you you don't you don't know but i'm so sure many times that when i go to evangelize and you know talk about you know i'm sometimes at the moment i might say some things that oh wow and i just go oh, i get i get so i get to remember something you know i get ministered to and all of that but moving on is there a difference between inviting people to church or and bringing people to church yes because when you invite people to church it's just like you send a flyer to them like come to church but when you bring people to church like you're more intentional you're like okay you wake them up 
have you woken up like oh yeah go and bath let's go to church or on this time that was when there's no church it's online like you send them the link to that online church program and that call them like hey are you online or do you like you're more intentional about it no sometimes that if you are if you are if you think you should you send them data like or or something just be intentional that's like you're bringing them to church so that is that how can we bring people to church but i already said that then what were the three attributes of boldness that were mentioned in the sermon? Um, Pastor Craig mentioned three attributes. He said, um, boldness will always um, trigger spiritual opposition. Boldness always requires faith. And boldness always goes. Miracles always follows boldness. And basically, I think the text was how Peter and John, or the apostles of old, when they went to... When they were, how they were so bold about their faith and... Like they, I think at a particular point, they went to the temple and then it was Acts 4, Acts 5. They went to the temple, they healed a man and then the high priest, they were concerned that uh, they are using the name of Jesus and they didn't want that, this, this, that, that, let's or another. Then they put them in prison because they said they should, they, should, they should not use the name of God, the name of Jesus again. And they were put in prison and, you know, that's it. that means their boldness triggered spiritual opposition. There's no how you'll be bold that about god that's you know you know we are we are uh, the weapons or how how was this best book efficient six you know we'd not fight against um the, the, <laughs> we'd not fight against flesh and blood but against principalities you know and things like that so if you want to be bold for god it's just like how you like you're a light darkness will want they don't want you to spread darkness will want to fight against that thing so if you're bold about your faith you're bold about your light you know darkness doesn't want that to prevail so opposition will arise so that time of the the time of the apostles they were all about no 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 we don't want the name of jesus plus you know they were the ones that killed jesus sort of so like no guilty conscience and all of that so like no no they don't want to to hear about jesus and then they put them in prison yeah they put them in prison. No, no, i don't i can't remember if they put them in prison but i think they went back to they told them to go then i think after then peter and john went back to the remaining apostles and the remaining people of god told them and then they prayed and then god they said the spirit of god filled them up and they became bold so you see that boldness came from a from the place when from the spirit's feeling and also when they prayed so if we want to be bold you cannot neglect the place of prayer you cannot and like if you want to be bold truly truly bold to declare the word of god in this dark world you know blow bold to stand for god despite the oppositions that come despite no you are not of this world so basically if we stand for something the world do not want you know if we stand for something that the world is not comfortable with or they don't like they will not like you plus we're not even of this world so that alone that will make people not like you plus you know our father you know our brother jesus was what came to this world and it just showed because like he he was not of the world and people did not like that people don't like what they're not comfortable with people don't like what people don't like real truth they will like fake truth they don't like real truth and that's one of the things the the, the that's one of the things god renews our minds for for us for us to really um you know just love truth and love jesus and i think i've let me just continue so yeah so yes um boldness um 
Boldness triggers spiritual opposition. Boldness requires faith. Faith is basically believing in something that is unknown, believing in something that has never been proven, believing, you know, they say faith is the um, evidence of things. Okay, no. But faith is basically believing in something. So if you don't believe in something, how can you be bold about it? So if you want to be bold, if you want to be bold in your faith for in God, if you want to be bold for God, you know, you're living for God, then you have to have faith. That means you have to believe in God. And the more you grow in God, the more your faith grows, the more you actually believe as the more your faith grows, the more you grow in faith, the more you'll be bold. Or something like that by god's grace then also boldness um miracles follow boldness yes i think it said that i think at a point in act five when they were thrown into prison um at a point they said the and the angel an angel of the lord just came opened the doors of the prison and said go and go and continue preaching and how they just said this casually in the bible like they were thrown into prison and then the, an angel came, opened the door, like, and Pastor Craig was like, wow, see you just said it so casually, like, you know how angels are described in the Bible, like, four feet, these wings, beautiful eyes, and all that, and just like that, so it just helps us to know that when we are bold, bo- when we are bold, miracles will follow, and we should not think miracles have to be the big things that we think are big, uh, uh, we know, we only call the big things miracles, you know everything that is of the spirit, every every transformation, anything that happens of the spirit is a miracle. So meaning you, a life getting saved is a miracle. Somebody getting light about something in the Bible, it's a miracle. So even all those things. So basically, the point is, when we are bold for God, miracles happen. So we should be, we should learn to be bold. Then what's um is serving Jesus a formula for everything to go smooth in your life? No. It's not a formula for everything to go smooth. When Jesus Christ was on earth, he suffered many things. So if our brother, if our God suffered so many things, what how much more us? You know? That means we too things will happen. You know, things will happen basically. And that doesn't mean so and those things that will happen is for is always for the greater good. It's always for the greater good. So it's not a formula for everything to go smooth in your life, but it's a it's a formula for you to work in purpose, to fulfill purpose and to truly know who you are, truly know who you are meant to who you are created to be. How can we boldly say God loves us even when things aren't going smooth in our life? Yes. How could Jesus say God loves him? How could Jesus if if Jesus didn't know that God loved him? How would he have continued to the cross? No, yeah, Jesus is God, and that's just terrifying idea and all of that. But how would he have continued? It was the love of the Father that was burning in him, you know, and the greater, the bigger picture, you know, he had ahead, that he saw ahead, that helped him to continue to endure to the end. So we cannot say because bad things are happening to us that Jesus, that God doesn't love us. No, because number one is that Bad things will happen in this world. This world is bad. Bad things will happen. But you know, we have an advantage. We have the Holy Spirit that is there to comfort us and to give us strength to just continue. And number two is that we have the we have hope. Like we've seen, we have we have like it's like is I don't want to say watch it's like cheats. Like we know what will happen. We have already seen the bigger picture. We know that everything will be fine. We know that everything is going to work together for our good. We know that suffering, everything, persecution, all of that. They all work together for our good. We know that it's going to produce character. It's going to produce perseverance and this, this, that. It's going to make us better. I know when I was, let me, let me, let me, let me try and scroll down to the things I 
I put about that. Okay. So um sorry for the pause. <laughs> yes. So just I put so Romans eight twenty. I've already said everything works together for those who love God, for whom the Lord whom the Lord loves, he chastens and scourges every son every son whom he receives. Just like a father, if your child is doing something bad or you know, is doing something bad. There's no how you know want to correct that child. At that point, the child might think that you hate him, but later in the long run, you actually thank your father for correcting me, even if that correction might be, might be harsh in a particular way. But later, you thank your father. Or there are some things that our, our parents just want us to learn on our own. Like maybe they've been correcting us, correcting us. We don't want to answer and just leave us okay. Maybe when you experience this, you finally learn. You know, so that doesn't mean our father, our parents don't love us. It just means that. It just means they love us because they really want us to learn. They really want us to be corrected. Also, I put, do not withhold correction from a child. For if you beat him with a rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with a rod and deliver his soul from hell. Proverbs 23, that's 13 to 14. Also, and he prunes the branches and that do not bear fruit for they will produce even more. You already have you have already been pruned and purified by the message I've given you. That's Jesus talking John fifteen two B to three. These trials will show you that your faith is genuine. It is being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. True, though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. The mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it will bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. So basically, just shows us that bad things will happen, but it doesn't. Our Lord's love for us doesn't depend on the things that happen to us, to um, to us or the circumstances we face. God's love is a knowing. God's love is a fact. He loves us. He loves us, and it was, and He displayed that love for us on coming to die, uh, by coming to die for us, and like that means we are to die for. Uh, that means like He loves us so much that He came to die for us, and. Even after dying for us, it still helps us in the journey that it wants us to, you know, be on the journey that we are actually meant to be on, and all of that. So he just he really loves us, and and even when bad things happening, he also now stretches out his hands by giving, helping us to have an advantage, which is the Holy Spirit, and also knowing the bigger picture, and also everything, knowing that every, all these bad things will work together for our good. You know, that is that. Then the last question. Okay, I think I put something here. Uh, smooth, no, that is, is Jesus a formula for everything to go smooth? Okay, I already answered that, that. Our smooth is not, is is different from God's smooth. We see smooth, like a, a smooth life, a good life, the way the world sees a good life. And most of them, the smooth is like full of enjoyment, all of that. And it's not as if God doesn't want us to enjoy all of this. But like, if we enjoy, 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 enjoy all of this and we're not in God's purpose, what's not the point? In being in God's purpose, you might end up enjoying life. You might end up enjoying all of this. But like, even if, even if you're not in that, even if you don't enjoy everything, like, would you still be happy? Would you still see your life as smooth? You know, it just means that in life, there are sacrifices in life. Things, some things will happen that will not make, like, like your life will not be like i don't know how to put it mm-hmm. okay let me say it like this being as far as you're in god's purpose 
you'll be fine you know how we see some people some pastors or some people that are so diligent for god and they are poor or they are not enjoying or maybe they are going to a particular physical ailment and they are still joyful they are still happy that's because they know the bigger picture that's because the holy spirit is with them is helping them and you know they've seen the bigger picture and they know everything will be okay and they know they are not of this world they're just passerbys they're just here to still worry about something and later they'll go to they'll be with their father forever and you'll just be answering their questions and just talking and it's be a very great time so even when things are my point is even when things are not going well even when things are not smooth you know that doesn't mean that doesn't mean god doesn't love you that doesn't mean you're not in the will of god if jesus christ had to go through a lot to you know get the message across right why can't he just get the message across in a simple way why did he have to go through all of that but it just means that in this world there are bad things that will happen and like if jesus christ had to go through all of that then we might have to go through that too at some different points in our lives then i think i put i put a particular quote i saw somewhere suffering and persecution are like a great wave that comes upon a ship and looks as if it would destroy it but the ship catches the wave and just uses it to speed along so i'll say it again suffering and persecution are like great wave great waves that come up <laughs> great wave that comes upon a ship and looks as if it will destroy it but the ship catches the wave and just uses it to speed along we i think we can picture this like how a wave you know just coming woo, just coming and the ship looks like it's going to drown or going to capsize or something but no it just speeds the ship along so that's how that's how we should look at suffering and persecution because at some point in our life in one point or the other we in fact we get inward persecution for believing in god at uh, this satan is always like don't ah you you think you are loved this is this persecuting us for believing in the truth and then it's then external persecution you know the world and not not loving us and all of that so my point is suffering suffering will happen especially when you want to stand for the truth remember the world doesn't really like the truth and all of that so things will happen so just know that you have you have a, you have an advantage and you can you can you can overcome then the last question that was put where does wisdom come in since we know that we will all be persecuted at one point or the other in our lives like if i'm being if it's just like maybe where does wisdom come in in your point of boldness like don't because you are a christian because you want to preach the gospel then maybe you want you go to work and you just see your boss that is not a christian you say and boss you go to hellfire and you know you know where does wisdom come in? basically it comes in it's like it boils down to your intimacy with god i think at a point in acts or at a point paul was told not to go to a particular place and people told him must go to the particular place and he went there and let me see and he went there i think at 21 or agrippa agrippa let me see paul was clearly told not to go to jerusalem at a point there, but he did not he did it out of passion and he had no fruit there so to say except a man called agrippa who said he, he almost became a christian but he didn't he suffered persecution for that period of two years and so he just he god did not tell him to go there people told him not to go there but he went there out of passion so sometimes our passion drives us but you know it's still important to be led by god and how do you be how do you stay led by god by staying in that place of intimacy with god growing a relationship with him so you'll be led so you will not do something that you're not meant to do that you going to your boss and saying your god's boss to go to your fire yeah, well it's the truth but god might not want you to say that in that particular way you know 
or God might want just want you to keep quiet at a particular point and you just continue to live and bear the fruit and maybe your your boss will change or but if God says you should say it like that then it's fine since it is God so you know it needs to be from a place of intimacy you need to know that it is God directing you to do this and that so with that I hope we've been able to learn ah I thought this was going to be brief but I think I just kept on talking I hope we enjoyed um, I hope we listened and I hope we learned one or two things thank you for stopping by God bless you so I'm going to be praying now if you have any questions if you have it you can send it to any of our social media platforms we will do well to listen if you want to join the jtsa whatsapp group chat you can still join just message us and we'll send you the link and god bless you thank you for joining okay let's pray in jesus name father we thank you for everything we pray that you please help us be bold thank you for this teaching we pray that indeed help us to come out of our comfort zones help us to deny ourselves help us to deny our no die to flesh and all of that so that we will truly truly be like you in the name of jesus help us know that even in the hard times you are still working things out for our good and everything just everything will still work out for our good we love you father thank you for how far you've led us in this journey help us keep on learning thank you father for in jesus name we pray amen hallelujah thank you so please um yeah do us follow our social media platforms at living on this intentionally for instagram living on this intentionally nigeria facebook living um at lifg underscore on twitter and yeah god bless you bye bye have a nice day